1: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the johnny cleveland podcast it is tuesday morning and we are excited to be part of your day hope you're whatever you're doing you're off to a great start we are part of the fanatical elves network i am your host john suchan also part of fans first sports network Thank you so much again for following along. We're excited today to begin our new trivia giveaway. That's right. And we're giving away the two tickets to the Cleveland Browns versus Baltimore Ravens game coming up in week four of the regular season. Can't wait to give these tickets away. I know you want them. We want to give them away and, So part of that is this new trivia contest we're going to do here in a few minutes. I'm going to give you a trivia question and you're going to have an opportunity to answer that question. You can submit your answers to our new email account, which is elves at gmail.com, which is E L F Z network at gmail.com. All lowercase send it our way with your answer, with your, of course, your name, where we can reach you, contact information. And um, we are going to put your name in a hat. And then in two weeks, we are going to have a drawing for those tickets. So we're going to have trivia questions on this show, the Johnny Cleveland podcast, and on the upcoming shows later this week, including what the elf was that with your host, Joel Cade. Football, Philosophy, and Rocket Science with Joel and his colleague Elliot, the Village Elliot. We'll follow that up with another Fanatical Elves Network show. And in between there, we'll have, again, Rod Bloom, who hosts the Browns Blitz show. It is his 200th episode. Very exciting if you have not listened to the Browns Blitz over the years, they're awesome. He and his brother, Jeff, and they invite some awesome guys, characters, folks that come on their show that you are missing out if you have not listened to their show. So they're going to be celebrating their 200th episode. I'm not, sure, I think I might be part of that as well. So looking forward to that. But all these shows were going to be giving a trivia question and you can submit your answers again to that email elsnetwork at gmail.com and your name will go in that hat. And like I said, two weeks we will have our drawing for those tickets and I can't wait to give them away. The Browns are gonna have a great season folks, right? We know that we are excited. We are preparing for greatness. All the things that have been happening this off season, between the trades, the free agency pickups. The sad news this last couple weeks of Jim Brown, the iconic Jim Brown, former running back of the Browns, Hall of Famer, played in the league for nine years, dominating presence, was not only a great football player, but also worked in a variety of ways. He was a movie actor. He helped in out in society with groups and he supported various charities and groups that um, needed his support, especially when he played and after he finished playing in the late 60s. So he was 87 years old, I believe, and we honor Jim Brown. And what what a way the Browns could celebrate Jim Brown's passing But to finally get to that elusive Super Bowl, the Browns have not been there before. The Browns were so dominating back in Jim Brown's time in the era before that. The Browns had eight championships. No one likes to talk about that. They think that the NFL just sort of started when the Super Bowl started. But there was a lot of football being played prior to that. And the Browns were one of those teams that was so dominating. They played in the, the, the smaller of the leagues at first, the American League, that then they combined, they went into the NFL and just totally dominated teams like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Colts back then and the Detroit Lions. These are teams that, you know, they were pretty strong teams back then. So it would be great to honor Jim Brown in some form or fashion. We've talked about that a little bit on a few of our shows maybe they put the number 32 logo on the at the 50-yard line maybe they named the stadium after jim brown maybe they wear the number 32 on their orange helmets this season will they do some things beyond this season how will the organization support and honor probably their most famous player of all time. We shall see. So the week ahead, the Browns are starting back to OTAs again today, Tuesday. And um, last week was an eventful week. They got a lot of practice in there are a lot of the players were there. Some of the news this last week has come out where some pretty significant players like Miles Garrett have not shown up for these voluntary practices. Considering that the team is learning a new defense under the direction of their defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, I've said before that I believe that it's a mistake that Miles isn't there. Yes, Miles will probably be double teamed and triple teamed at times, but Miles doesn't know how to exactly play some of the the positions that they're asking him to potentially do. Um, Joel Cade or colleague here has talked a lot about these double gaps that um miles isn't real versed in and so having him there would have helped but he's not so we move on there'll be some mandatory practices coming up very shortly in the near future but in the meantime the browns will have the otas we'll see more players out there one player that's gotten a little bit of highlight this weekend and this first part of the week monday has been their third-year player, Greg Newsom, the cornerback. I don't know if all of you recall that, you know, Newsom made some headlines a few months ago about wanting potentially a trade that was at least out there. He got rid of his one agent, got a new agent. He's downplayed it and said, no, that's not the case. Since then, the Browns have gone out and drafted another fellow Uh, former uh, Northwestern University player. Um, Greg has come out and said that he's excited about that, having a former Northwestern player where Greg Newsom himself played on the team. But there's been some rumblings and some conversation in the media the last couple of days about Greg Newsom and will the Browns extend his contract to that fifth year. He's only in his third year, but at the end of this year, could potentially the Browns extend that deal? And many folks, or at least the people that were providing this information, suggested probably not. They would not extend Newsom. You do look at a player that the Browns drafted a year ago, Martin Emerson, the cornerback from Mississippi State, and he's fit right in. Um, Some stats that were discussed about greg Newsom was it you know the kid didn't have a lot of interceptions at all in college and he hasn't had any at all here in the nfl and not that that's a huge deal and the way that he's defended against other opponents i believe they said that um, quarterbacks for opponent teams only were completing 58 percent of passes when directing the ball toward Newsom. So, I mean, Newsom's a good guy. I'm sure he's going to potentially could have a breakout season this year, but he and even someone like Denzel Ward, who has, they both have been injured. Uh, They've both suffered from concussions and some other things over the years. So it'll be interesting to see how this does play out. The Browns are going to continue to probably draft more players. And the fact that Greg Newsom was such a high draft pick and he has not exactly produced ginormous numbers isn't that big of a deal, but it is something to kind of pay attention to. So we'll see where that leads. There are other other players there at OTAs this week, including Jardarius Smith and the new wide receiver the Browns picked up in the third round, uh, Cedric Tillman reading some other various periodicals, for example, Terry Pluto, the plane dealer who I love. If you guys don't read Terry Pluto stuff, please do. He's he's a legend of writing and I had the opportunity to meet Terry a couple of seasons ago when the Browns opened the season up against the Kansas city chiefs out in uh, KC. That was the, Following the Browns 2020 season where they went to the playoffs, there was a lot of hype going into that game. Baker Mayfield, everything. The Browns actually really controlled most of that game, if you recall week one of the 2021 season. Terry Pluto actually stayed at our hotel where we were staying, so I had the opportunity to chat with him uh, during uh, the, the hotel breakfast area. And he was such a gentleman. Uh, he had his family who was there to visit. And just an awesome conversation. We talked about Kevin Stefanski and the rest of the Browns for, you know, good five, ten minutes. And it was fantastic. So I always got to give a plug to Terry Pluto, And his writings are just awesome. I, I write for Dog Pound Daily. I write for Cleveland Sports Talk. I also write for Northeastern uh, Sports Insiders most recently. And I really enjoy writing. And if you've written it, read any of my material, you know, I, when I read or write things, I reflect back on writings from like Terry Pluto <clears throat> and sharing stories. Recently, I just wrote a story on Northeastern Sports Insiders. It just came out uh, yesterday on Monday, Memorial Day, talking about memories, memories, That's what Browns hold on to, isn't it? That's what we hold on to. In the story I wrote, and I'd love for you to take a look at it. I reflected back on the, really the first time. And maybe you can reflect back on an opportunity or the time when you started following the Browns. Mine was the 1980 season. They got on a roll. They were the cardiac kids and made it to that. AFC divisional game against the Oakland Raiders in January of 1981. And I was in fifth grade and I remember being so excited. I had my Browns gear on, um, just excited to see what, what, what lie ahead. they were that close potentially to going to the super bowl that season. And they played a great game. It was back and forth. And as you recall. Unfortunately, there was the red-right 88, Brian Sype. We all love Brian Sype. And instead of trying to kick the field goal, which the Browns had been somewhat successful but also unsuccessful a few times during that game because the field was frozen, they uh, Sam Rattigliano, the head coach of the Browns, decided to give it a go one more time to try to score the go-ahead touchdown, even though they were only down by one or two points at that time i think it was 14 to 12 the clock was running down they were inside of very little time and they had a chance to just run a couple plays they had timeouts he decided that instead of trying to kick the field goal the field goal then let's try one more play and unfortunately we all know what happened oh it was heartbreaking But in this article, I talk about that was that first moment of learning when you're a diehard, like you are a fan of the Browns, what that really means now. And many of us have been fans for 40 or 50 or 60 years. We want to see that elusive championship and younger fans that are in their 20s and 30s and in their teens. They haven't experienced what we have. They haven't seen the ups and downs that we have yet. Maybe they will in their time. In the Later in the 80s, I talked in the article about what a joyous moment that was when the Browns finally got that big playoff win at the uh, 1986 season. The game was played in 87 in January against the New York Jets. I was there in attendance. Maybe you were too. Maybe you watched the game on TV. Browns got down late. We all loved Bernie, didn't we? Bernie Kosar helped create a dramatic comeback. They were down by 10, got back, tied the game, and were able to manage to win the game in overtime. I'll tell you, though, I've talked about this in this podcast several other times about that game. If you watch that game, you go back through that season. We all love Bernie, and Bernie was a great quarterback. But if we weren't so in love with Bernie Kosar and thought that he was the cleveland brown he made a lot of mistakes folks <laughs> in that game in many games in that game in particular i think he had an interception or two that were just almost irreversible like it, it was it's amazing that the browns still were able to pull off that victory because bernie made some mistakes so what a wonderful moment though they got that win i was in the stadium just a fantastic time Euphoria! People were jumping up and down. We were hugging people that we didn't know, but we were Browns fans. And as a young teenage guy at that time, it was just one of those moments I will never forget. And probably you won't either. But then you have the following week and the drive, the drive. Yes. And we all remember that. We went from the high of the New York Jets win to the ultimate low of the drive ugh, oh, so close to actually we would have been in the super bowl folks if you're a young fan and listening we would have been in the super bowl if it were not for that drive the 98 yard drive i can't even mention the quarterback's name because i'm i i loathe i loathe that guy Ugh, horse mouth right buck, buck teeth, horse mouth. So those are some of the moments I shared in that article. And I think part of that article too, was just about how things go up and things go down. That's where things are with the Browns fans. You know, we have our ups and we have our downs like life, but we're still there. We're still steady. We still try to be loyal and, and honor the tradition. There have been so many great players, so many great games so many heartbreaking losses, angry losses, losses where you just want to pull your hair out and break couches. I'll never forget my other memory. The following, what is it? The following year when the Browns went out to Denver, I've shared this story a time or two. My good friend, Doug, came over to watch the the game where the Browns, Mounted a ginormous comeback late in Denver. That was the 87 going into the 88 year. Could have been 89. And we all know Ernest Beiner. Rumbling, tumbling into the end zone to take the lead or actually to tie the game potentially at the tail end and heartbreak. The ball was stripped. The Browns fumbled the ball and the game was lost. And our couch at our home took a defeat too, (laughs) as Doug jumped up and down in anger. Our couch was broken. (laughs) So those are the memories that we hold and you have your own thoughts and memories there too. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about the week ahead with our trivia. And we're going to have our trivia question for uh, this new giveaway, where we have the two tickets to the Baltimore Ravens game in Week Four. Again, this is the Johnny Cleveland podcast, and we are part of the Fanatical L's Network, Fans First Sports Network. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. Okay, we are back on the Johnny Cleveland podcast, and we have a trivia contest coming up here. And momentarily, I know you're waiting to hear what the trivia question is, and I'm going to give it to you in just a second here. Just a reminder that we have several shows coming up this week, and if you tune into those other shows, we will have separate trivia questions. You're allowed to you know listen in and answer those questions and send your answers to our new network email, which is elvesnetwork uh, at gmail.com. ELFZ network dot or at gmail So the elves network is all one, all lowercase. Send your emails. We'll get that up, too, on our Twitter page and our Facebook page. If you haven't followed along yet, or if you are following along, spread the word. Tell people where to follow us on Twitter, at Elves Network, on YouTube, on Elves Network, on Facebook, the Fanatical Elves Network. Follow us, folks. We have a lot of great content Look going forward, great contributors. We've got the shows coming up. The next show is going to be... What the Elf is with that was that with our uh, host, Joel Cade, the left guard. He'll follow that up with his show with Elliot, which is the football philosophy and rocket science. Rod Bloom, our book writer, he has got his show, The Browns Blitz. They're having their 200th episode. So exciting that he's going to be providing that for us on the Fanatical Elves Network later on this week. They will all have their separate questions. Answer that that trivia question. Submit your answers to that email. And your name could be drawn for those two tickets to the Browns-Ravens game in week four. All right. So couple things just to wrap up. You know, we um, we have a long, you know, we, I was considering this the other day. And we have like, what, three and a half, four months actually before the regular season gets started. There will be a lot of material coming and going a lot of news stories. One of the stories is kind of coming up still later this week is this June 1st kind of deadline. I've mentioned this on the, another previous podcast, but, you know, players like John Johnson, the third, who had been the Brown safety, his contract will be uh, off the books here in Cleveland come June 1st, which is what Thursday. So I imagine between today, Tuesday, and the end of the week, they're, Is going to be a lot of activity around the league, so please be attuned. We, if there's any big news coming, any another big trade potentially for the Browns, we will be back here on the Fanatical Elves Network to provide you any updates as needed. But I could see some things happening. You know, we have players too that are still sitting there, the Browns uh, that are free agents. A player like Kareem Hunt, I'm interested in finding out where is Kareem going. Is he going to just not get picked up, or is he going to wait till another running back in the league goes down with an injury. We've heard teams like the Denver Broncos, uh, as p- potential suitors. We'll just kind of have to wait and see. So a, a busy week ahead, OTA's going on. Who are we going to find that, um, you know, kind of separates themselves. You know, the thing about this too, though, is that, you know, they're OTA. So they're not like going up against, you know, it's not serious competition. They're getting their feet wet. Guys are catching footballs, but they're catching them against, you know, air. They're not being defended real hard by anybody. So um, this is just the time to get excited. We've got a long summer ahead. The Browns do open the season with the Hall of Fame game where they're going to play the New York Jets up there in Canton that first couple days in August. So the Browns and the Jets do. kind. That's why they're starting so early with their OTAs a little bit earlier than some teams around the league. It's exciting. We're Browns fans. We live for this, right? We live for this. The other news, and I've mentioned this on my other podcast, well, I mentioned this on the Johnny Cleveland podcast earlier this weekend, I think on Saturday, we talked about, The one player that's uh, been released by the Arizona Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, wrote a story for Dog Pound Daily. And I do want to just mention very briefly about Dog Pound Daily. They're a great group of of writers over there. Joel Cade writes for them, Elliot, myself. A lot of great writers. And uh, Randy Gerzy is the lead over there, our editor-in-chief. I've seen some things in social media and uh, unfair uh analysis unfair criticism some folks out there who i don't know if they're just fixated to their 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 twitter account and have nothing better to do by the way it's a beautiful <laughs> week here in ohio probably where you're at too just beautiful weather get outside enjoy the, the 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 fresh air but um i've seen a few people criticizing our dog pound daily for some strange reason i'm not sure why and who's kind of started some of that but we have some great contributors there, great writers who've written for a long time, who know what they're talking about when it comes to Browns football. And I I, I appreciate you reading my material on Dog Pound Daily, and I'm sure all the other guys like Joe Elliott and Randy appreciate you reading their material. So please come back, watch, or read our material on Dog Pound Daily. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Cleveland Sports Talk again. They've always been very supportive. I do some articles for them too. They've been supportive of our podcasting and promoting that as well. So, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins thing, we'll see what happens. We've heard about a couple teams, including the Browns who could potentially be suitors for Hopkins. The two main teams that keep coming up are the Buffalo bills and the Kansas city chiefs, but the Browns have considered by some to be a dark horse. And the fact that Hopkins has played with Deshaun Watson and had his best years in Houston when they played together between 2017 and 2019, should be something to consider. Obviously, Hopkins is going to demand a lot of money. This whole thing with his Hopkins agent—there's this weird guy that goes by the name of Omni something. Um, This—he's a non-certified agent, so he doesn't like—he's not a real agent, and so the NFL has come out and said, "Don't deal with this guy." But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all that if the browns do sign hopkins boy we'll be right back on the air we'll provide as much coverage as we can about that it would be exciting uh just for the fact that the kids you know a, what a three-time pro bowl or a three-time all pro two-time all pro like he's been to the uh, pro bowl like five times and the kid's really good if you look at his stat line he's only come down a little bit and he's had some injuries and whatnot while he's played with the cardinals but Um, still, it would be worth it. And I know the Browns have a crowded wide receiver room, but the Browns want to get to a Super Bowl. And if you want to get to a Super Bowl, you got to have talented players. And Browns have talent, but we could always use some more. All right, so we've made it to, that's right, the trivia part of our show. This is our first trivia question for our ticket giveaway to the Cleveland Browns versus Baltimore Ravens game in week four. Please again submit your answers to the email, elvesnetwork at gmail.com. Elvesnetwork at gmail.com. It's E-L-F-Z network n-e-t-w-o-r-k at gmail.com. The trivia question for our Johnny Cleveland podcast show is In 2004, the Browns opened their season against the Baltimore Ravens in a home opener. The Browns had not won many home openers, and it was the first game that the Browns won in a home opener, and it happened against the Baltimore Ravens. The question is, who was the Cleveland Browns quarterback in that game Who was the Cleveland Browns quarterback in that game? He threw a touchdown and ran a touchdown in the second half. He got the entire stadium excited about the potential in that 2004 season. It was an exciting moment, a memory that many people probably still remember today. So the question is, who was the Cleveland Browns opening, home opening day quarterback in their win against the Baltimore Ravens in 2004 all right folks send us send me send our network those answers with your name your contact information phone number email your name and the answer to the trivia question to elves at gmail.com i hope you get the right answer and send us those emails immediately do it right now all right folks i hope you all have a great rest of your day enjoy the beautiful weather wherever you're at i think it's gorgeous like most of the country it's supposed to be like the the 10-day outlook here in ohio is just nuts it's like going to be 90 degrees and we've started summer even though it's not officially summer we haven't had any rain in like like two weeks already it's crazy all right folks have a great afternoon wherever you're at Great day. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. I'm your host, John Suchan. And remember, too, that's right, keep smiling. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan.